Yes, sir. We back. Get comfortable. Yes, sir. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Big 38, Go Hawkeye. Yes, sir. It's Coach Carey, a.k.a. MC4. You now tuned in to This Is Me. On this episode of This Is Me, we're going to dive in a little bit more into what we heard on the last podcast. Okay. What they what they what they missed out on. If you ain't watch it yet, go watch the off season pod. You feel me? Subscribe, follow, like on Instagram, follow us on Instagram. Tell a friend, tell another friend who tells a friend, and we all tell friends. And not everybody's friendly. Now we all friends. I like it. Here we go. You know what I'm saying? But we're gonna dive in a little bit deeper on this podcast to understand okay. give the people a little bit more of our background, what we like to do on a day to day basis, not really like if it's you know coaching, mm-hmm. you know teaching. If it's mentoring, if it's you know playing football, all the stuff that you like to do. I want the people to kind of more understand what's who we are. Like kind of like peel the layers off of us and like kind of really see who we are as people outside of what we're known for. Right. We're gonna let that guard down and really give the people I like what they, that what they really want. Oh yeah, that's so, what they want. They want to know who we are. So yeah. Um, I think also we also gotta tell the people mm-hmm. we are for right now are gonna merge each other's podcast. Yep, yep, exciting. You know, uh, I'm excited to bring the breakdown and and this is me together. I think it can be. You know, we kind of have the same concept of how we want to roll with yeah. our individual podcast. So it was like it only made sense to kind of rock with each other for the time being. Yeah, man. Let's. I think it's gonna be great content. I think it's gonna be a great way to let the people. Because I think this is me and the breakdown obviously go together. You know, we're oh, yeah. breaking down people's lives mm-hmm. at the same time getting to know the actual person. Oh, yeah. We're driving, like we said, we're peeling layers off everybody right now. We're, we're really diving deep into the, who these people are. Right, right. So I think I'll let you start off. Mm-hmm. Go on and shoot the people a little bit what your all season of 2022 looked like. Mm. And then we'll go later on, but let's yeah. talk about 2022 since we just started in 2022. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 2022 kind of a little different than I'm used to because you when you're coaching, a lot of times you you know the next season you're going to be with that team. Right. Um, I've made a now I made a jump in my career. I'm, I'm I'm now going to Kane University to be the safeties coach there. Super excited about that. The opportunity by Coach Garrett is once in a lifetime. I'm super excited to get to work there. So. I've actually been kind of grinding a little more because there's a lot of stuff that I got to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you come coming into a new program, even a new level of football. There's a lot of different things that goes on. Right. Um, so right now, I'm just kind of learning. It's a big learning curve for me. I mean, you know, off seasons a lot of times are learning new things of what you can bring to the the program that you're with at that point. Now I'm with a new program, so it's really exciting that I get to kind of put in some work and really learn. The ins and outs of what I gotta learn about for Kane University. Yeah. So, what do you think is the biggest thing for you, like going from high school to college? Like, what's the biggest difference in coaching? Because it's, you know, you can't always coach a high school player how you coach a mm-hmm. college player. You can't coach a college player how you used to coach a high school. Player. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think is the biggest adjustment moving to the college level, back to the college level? Mm-hmm. You know, going to ASA where you were at, going to high school. Yeah. What's the adjustment now going to D three school where you went to school? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's. And I'm I'm who I am, you know. I'm not going to change my coaching style just because I'm going to a new level. Right. Um, I think it's just more about adapting to the types of players you're coaching. You know, high school, you know, a little a little younger, could be a little more immature. You're dealing with some stuff that 
you're they're in there at that those key growing stages and they need they're looking at somebody as like a mentor and some for some discipline and stuff like that i think once you get to college especially at this level you're coaching only kids that like they love the game mm -hmm. you know they had they were above average high school players with the opportunity to play at the next level so it's they're, they want to be great. You know, they want they want the fine-tuning, the, the little details. They want to be coached hard. And I think that's kind of what I did in high school. So I think it's going to be an easy transition for me because I've been there before, and I'm a little on the younger side for coaching. So I'm able to kind of adapt and right. know what they're thinking and they're going through because I'm kind of I'm not far off their age. You know, right. I think the oldest guy in the room, he's a year younger than you. So I would have played high school ball with him. I think that's... That's cool, for, in my opinion. I get to kind of have that relationship with these guys that, hey, I'm not 40, 50, 60 years old coaching for a long time. You know, I'm young, and I'm ambitious, and I'm ready to go. I think that's a key point, you know. Um, I think some coaches try to talk down to their players and try to put them be below them mm -hmm. sometimes to where it's like, like, if you played the sport, you actually want someone you can relate to to yeah. teach you what to do on the field because then you trust that person more on a respect level of, mm -hmm. all right, I relate to him, so I'm going to trust him. He's going to put me in the best positions. Yep. He's not going to lead me in the wrong direction of, oh, just to make him, just to hear the, mm -hmm. just to make it seem good in front of the head coach yeah. as a coordinator. You know, it's a dude who actually cares about who she, who he's coaching, mm -hmm. what he got going on. So I think that's a good, good that, you know, you're still young, you're still trying to, provide a, a source and a resource for players that are a few years younger than exactly you. exactly I think, that, I think that's cool I think yeah it's 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 a cool experience just being a young coach because you know we kind of we don't necessarily had that opportunity to be coached by young guys especially right. I know for you you're playing at an elite level when you're at Ole Miss and then coming into the NFL you don't really get coached by guys that are close to your age right you know you're those guys that get at those levels they're getting the ex, their experiences you know they're in the game for 20, 30 years. You know, I'm in, I'm not even 30 years old yet. Right. So you're getting a whole different experience. Like, so that, like, that brings for me to ask you, what do you, what's your off season like? I would say, you know, the thing I enjoy most, like I said, on the, on the off season was mm -hmm. training people. Yeah. Um, I think training people was something I wasn't always thinking I was going to do. You know, I think it's something that grew on me as I got, the chance to go to the league mm -hmm. and growing up, going to all these different training facilities, training there to get better at my craft and everything, doing it. Never, I never really had like a set trainer until you know I got to college. I went to Test Football Academy, mm -hmm. um, where I did went from basically senior year of high school all the way through combine training. Yeah, you know I went to Debo Training System with Dan Huff. I uh, had all these different DB coaches. You were my DB coach for a while before, mm -hmm. before you know, you went to ASA and during ASA and all that stuff. So like, I think training people, getting, getting, um, getting all this work done from other trainers and them like diving into my life outside of football. I think it really pro provided a, a a lane for me mm -hmm. to kind of get into and inspiring me to get into training people. Yeah. I think the. Like, everybody would say, yo, you'll be a good coach because, you know, I love football, so I love diving into a playbook, knowing every position, what affects what position. But I think I think you you build a better relationship with someone in the offseason mm -hmm. when they're grind, when the stuff that you don't see is happening. 
Okay. You know, when it's not the day-to-day, he's not getting the praise for squatting 300 pounds. He's not getting the praise for, you know, benching, his speed and agility, his DB work planting, but he's getting the praise during the season. But all that work happens in the offseason. In the offseason. Yes, sir. So I think that's something that I fell in love with very new. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to school for broadcast journalism. You know, something I fell in love with as a kid. I always wanted to be the anchor, this mm-hmm. this and that. In front uh, of the camera. In front of the camera. Even if it was a radio. Mm-hmm. I really just wanted to be talking about sports and talking about, you know, life and talking about stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, Social issues. like All that stuff. All that stuff. All of it. I, I love everything that has to do with media. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My dad's a media major. He's a media manager at NYU. So, like, media's always been in my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... You have that background that you didn't even really like pick up on. Didn't really pick up on. Mm-hmm. But I think training people has been something that, you know, seeing a kid come in and who can't even do a proper squat. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know everything, but, you know, the, the field of training, you know, being able to ask people that are willing to help. I think it's such a growing industry where people are always helping the next person. Yeah. It's not like, oh, it's my way. It's only my way. No. Players are always back. adapting, so trainers got to always adapt. And your way not might be outdated, so mm-hmm. you got to learn what's what the next person's trying to do. Yep. What's the next drill to do to help the the player mm-hmm. accomplish his goals? How to get them there? So I think that's something I really enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just been fun. It's been you know, it's been amazing just to see people go from. You know, I have young kids to, you know, to old these, kids. You know, the pro, you're, you know, I, I have the, you know, the honor and, you know, we get to train these kids at Limitless Monday through Friday on a weekly basis. And, you know, I'm learning from you in the training aspect and seeing like you really dive deep into how to do things and, you know, and you're creating your own way of doing things while you're at it. And I think that's pretty cool because you're not, no one's really in reinventing the wheel. Like, nah. You know, every the, the same drills are done. Everyone just has their spin on it. Right. And I think you're able to start really creating your style of training at Limitless and being able to, you know, train the younger kids. Because then when I was able to go with you that day for the test, uh, the DB training and stuff like that, you were, like, those guys were looking up to you. And it was like, yo, what he says matters. They really, truly consider and they think about, okay, what, what he said, he's doing it right now, and that's where I want to be, so right. I'm listening to him. And you get through to those guys, which was really cool to see because I could see you doing it with the kids, but now being seeing that you have that ability to create those relationships with guys that are close to your age, right. you know that's that's pretty cool to see because that's some growth, and um, you just keep doing it, man. You're doing good. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is to kind of break down that barrier of some of the players – Cause like you know, I did the you know thank test for the opportunity, Kevin and uh, Gear for giving me the opportunity to do the combine training, mm-hmm. to trust in me of like what to do, how to get the players better. Cause combine's a serious time. Yeah. These players are trying to get drafted, and they trusted me, someone who's two years out, two years into the league, going on his third year to to run the combine training. So um, I think the biggest thing I wanted to do was break that barrier of I'm I'm not trying to teach you something mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Whatever you're good at, whatever you do, if it's tea plant, if it's, you know, the bike, mm-hmm. whatever you do, how you break, how you read, how you do this, I just want to per- make you better at what you do. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying yeah. to, I'm not trying to, you're not trying to learn something in eight weeks. At that, and at that point, they're, they're going into the league. You're kind of, everybody has their set ways of how they feel comfortable doing things. It's your job now to just kind of fine tune it. Exactly. You know, so, you're just fine tuning it. And then also like to break that barrier of 
just because I'm your age, mm-hmm. I've learned from people that have trained me and figured it out my way. So mm-hmm. you don't you don't have to believe in what I say, but I think my way works yeah. sometimes. Because it, um, it got you to where you are now. Exactly. And I'm still grinding every day. Mm-hmm. I have a trainer. I have a speed and agility trainer. I have a DB trainer. And I don't write. And I have a weight room trainer. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I can't train myself because I can't tell if I'm doing... Sometimes you can't tell if you're doing the right yeah. proper squat, the proper break. So You need an extra pair of eyes on exactly. you. Exactly. I, I, I enjoy the part of being coached. You're that's coachable. One, I love it. And that's a that's a big thing is like being coachable. You know, we train kids that sometimes, you know, they give us a hard time. And it's like, yo, lock in so that you can be and just be coachable, right? If we're making yeah. a correction, learn from that correction. And the fact that you're able to do that is going to be, you know, that's going to be why you keep continue growing in this field, right? Yeah. On and off the field, too, because you got to be coachable when you're playing football. I think some some people get so caught up in the the way it sounds than rather the message. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, when coaches, you know, say something to you, it's not always, they might be in the heat of mode, they might be angry. Yeah. But take away the anger and actually listen to what they're what saying. What are they talking about? Yeah. Because what they're saying is going to help you. Because mm-hmm. they see it from a different lens. Yeah. They're seeing it from a different point of view of what you're doing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So you have to be able to not always, all right, he might be cursing at you, he might be yelling at you, but what is he actually saying? That's me. That's how I coach. You know what I'm saying? It's always all it's always about like the person don't the the coach is not always is not not attacking the person. Mm-hmm. They're protect they're attacking the performance. Exactly. And that's what I think a lot of young players don't understand is like they start getting yelled at and you know this they say how soft this generation is and you know, I mean, teach its own everyone has their opinion. Yeah. But I think growing up we were getting yelled at. You know, it was like hard knows this is how you get coached. So that's how I coach. I bring that intensity and I curse and I get on guys. But at the end of the day, it all derives from the relationships that I have with the player. The relationships. You know, it all derives from that. Like if, like you said, you brought up the trust thing earlier. If a, if a player can't trust a coach, there's going to be no way that those two work out together. No way. If the player doesn't know, doesn't trust that coach, doesn't know that you truly care about them and stuff like that, then that relationship and their performance will be affected by that relationship, in my opinion. Right. I think that's what anything builds on. Like, you know, relationships last so long. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest part of sports, life, you know, off the field, on the field, job, no job, yep. it's all about relationships. Most people get into certain jobs because mm-hmm. of the relationship they build, not of what's on their resume. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Exactly. Who you know gets you there, what you know keeps you there. Exactly. Shout out to my dad for that one. Shout out to Papa Gary. <laughs> Big dog. But I think those, I think that's my biggest thing. I say my second right now is the podcast. Mm-hmm. I think this is something that I'll, I enjoy. You know, I give myself a platform, you know, and I think it also, I don't think it's just a podcast, I think it's media in general. I think I'm really enjoying sitting on the game and yeah. streaming where I could be myself and also talk to my friends on the mic, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I'm providing entertainment for somebody that's chilling at the crib. You know, that's it. They're chilling at the crib. You know, follow me on Twitch. You know, Hawkum Thirty Eight. You already know the vibes. Come on, man. <laughs> but uh, what games? Tell them. Tell them what games you playing. COD. Anybody that wants. I'm probably the best COD player in the NFL. Um, stamp that. Stamp that. Bow. Uh. Best COD player in the NFL. Woo. Um Madden, anybody could get this smoke. I'm putting myself in. I don't care what you say. Well, he's putting himself in that elite category right now. We might, we might have to set some games up. 
I got a few people. Cody Core is running from me right now. Yeah. He told me that he wanted to play. CC's CC running was, from CC's you? CC's running from oh, me. Oh, no. You know, so that's another topic for another oh, day. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see if that game comes up. But we might have to throw some. I'll more. let you guys know who won that game yep. on a later podcast. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. But I think, I think the media in general, you know, the streaming, the podcast, giving myself that lane of, you know, expressing who I am mm-hmm. outside of football, I think it's something that I wasn't, didn't think I would do right now. Yeah. You know, I always thought like later down the line, once I'm done playing, mm-hmm. maybe I'll do a podcast. But, you know, Mike Seabrook, shouts out to Mike, really opened my eyes to really, why not now? Yeah. Why why wait when, when I have all these people, you know, mm-hmm. fans and all this and that, why wait until you're 40 to start something when you can start something with the fan base you have now? And to then build. grow it. You just exactly. grow, start, start now, and then by the time you're 40, it's like, oh, I'm glad I started this now because if I'm starting it at 40, huge difference where it right. could go. Right. So I would say media in general is good for me. What about okay. you? You know, outside of the coaching, you know, working at the gym, uh, I'm really, really enjoying that. You know, we got a great group of guys there. Um, you know, the family atmosphere that we've created, you know, these – we're a safe haven, I think, for a lot of the kids that comes come and train with us. Uh, you know, it's their getaway. They can be anything can be going on in their life, but they come to us, and we know that for that hour and a half that they're working out, they are going to smile and they are going to have a good time. Right, right. And you know, even we don't we're yelling at them. even exactly. They know why we're yelling at them because we do. I think we do a good job at yelling at them, and then at the end of the workout, we break it down like, fellas, this is why. We're yelling at you. Like, we're not just getting mad to get mad. Right. There's reasons behind it. And we give those them those reasons because if we don't just yell at them and then we go about our day, they're not – I would hate me if, if I – you were constantly yelling at me. any other trainer then. Exactly. You know, we care about the kids that we right. train. You know, we're on top of them about their grades because student athlete, you know, you can't play sports without getting good grades. Right. And, you know, for us – if we don't care about their grades, we're just like you said, we're the other we're just every other trainer. Right. You know, we're we're separating ourselves because we truly do care about them, the individual. I think one of the biggest things I'm starting to see is the accountability they have in each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you see our right, one's messing up, you can see another person like, yo, bro, like pick it up. Like yeah. we're not here to play around, we're here to get better every day. That team, they're 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 a team. Every day. Um just the little things I start to see in each person finding their own way in the gym and who they are mm-hmm. and kind of coming out of their shell, yep. coming to friends outside of the gym. You know what I'm saying? They're bringing other people into their circle that come into the gym. And it's like, it's not just this click and then this click. It's like everybody Everybody's to each together. Other. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's something that, that I think we're doing right. Mm-hmm. So I think we just got to keep building there. And shout out to my boy, Joey. For holding it down. Yes, sir. Joey V. My dog. You know what I'm saying? Dog my, right there. My young bull. He, he holds it down. He does good. Yeah. He's killing it right now. He's killing it. That's think, a good get by us. I think I think he's going to be one of the best trainers in Central Jersey, in New I Jersey. I agree. Because he puts in the work outside cares. of the gym. Yep. He wants He cares this. about who's there. He cares about the mission that we have in general. Mm-hmm. So I think having him as our third, as our, per, as our on the team, as a limitless, yep. limitless fitness athletics yeah. is super. Yeah, he he's a good guy. He does good with the kids. You know, he he cares about his training. Like he wants to grow as a trainer, which is awesome to see. Right. You know. Also, on top of you know everything we're doing at the gym, like you said, I'm gonna piggyback off you. The podcast. You know, this what we're creating right here is a truly special between Donald, Ty, 
Sal, we got my brother Cam, Mickey. You know, we got a solid team right behind us, all who care. You know, this is a group of guys that really, truly cares about the growth of what we have going here. And I think that we just continue to keep growing baby steps. You know, Rome wasn't built in a night, but we keep building, we keep going. And Is it a night or a day? I don't know. Rome built in a night? That doesn't sound right. I think it's Rome. Rome built wasn't in built a, in a day. Yeah. Did I say night? You definitely said night. So Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah, there we go. Sounds better. What I said, Rome wasn't built overnight. Ah, I no, think that's no, what no, I said. No, no, no. All right, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what we got going on here is truly special, and I'm and I'm excited. You know, it's baby steps, but we keep taking those baby steps. We're gonna be somewhere. Yeah, I think, I think it's gonna be something special. You mm-hmm. know. You know, we might not have the people watching now, but I think in the long run, they'll see how genuine we are, what we have to, to mm-hmm. give them, the, the content and all that. I think people will appreciate where we're coming from, Absolutely. from every podcast. Because not every podcast is going to be the same. Mm-hmm. So I think, as Donald always says, it's not your average. This isn't it, facts. This is not your average. This is not your average network. Stop playing with us. I'm playing with us. But you already know that was a good. That was our second podcast, and that's that's a wrap. It's over. Appreciate y'all. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, tell a friend to tell a friend. Let us know what you think. Appreciate you guys. And this your boy Miles Hartsfield, aka Hawkum Thirty Eight, signing out. Peace.